You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. So welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... My Gardner. And tonight we're at Batesville Liquor Co., uh, where Hard Truth is here amongst the crowd doing tastings of... Uh, some items that you picked. You did a barrel pick there. A barrel pick there. Well, you did two barrel picks. Yeah, and we blended did two it. barrel picks. So did something different. Yeah, so it's amazing how many people I've heard say, well, I've never heard of blending two barrels together. <laughs> Obviously, they don't know how the major manufacturers work. Exactly. Because if you think that <laughs> bottle of bourbon came out of one barrel, uh, you, you're sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. So we're fortunate enough to have Tim O'Brien here, one, the owner of Hard Truth Distilling. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Thanks for having me. So, sure. were you surprised when Baseville Liquor Co. said they wanted two barrels and uh, one in a blended? Pleasantly surprised, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good thing, and um, I, I think the, the blending was a brilliant idea. I mean, for one, it's, it's how Indiana Rye itself was kind of the main line is meant to be. And uh, I think it, it was neat to pick two barrels you really liked and do that. Well, I'd like to claim that I did it, but it wasn't me. It was one of our other guys that went with us. So Yeah. Um, uh, you could still say Peaceful well, we Liquor we Co. Were, did it. We were there, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the history of Hard Truth. Sure. So um, we kind of started our journey in 2009 as Big Woods Brewing Company. And uh, back then, I earned my keep as the brewer, so I was our original brewer, and we were brewing really small batches of beer and uh, selling food out of a small restaurant, and um, the restaurant brand really kind of grew pretty fast for us. I'm sure some of your um, listeners have heard of Big Woods Restaurants. Absolutely. Um, So, uh, which was a great thing. It helped us grow the beer brand, and... um, and uh, we established Quaffon Brewing Company from, from that uh, to kind of separate it from the restaurant group. And then when the legislation for the Artists and Distillers Permit was passed, we really knew we wanted to take advantage of that just um, for a number of reasons. One, it's just kind of it's, the next, it's an extension to our craft. Next, and, right. um, uh, you know, in Brown County, there's a lot of fun history to play off of anyway uh, on on distilling so distilling yep so so we 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 established hard truth distilling company and what we did was we we converted um what was our old small batch brew house that's located at big woods pizza company downtown in nashville into our first small distillery and that was in 2015 and um we really were only distilling to, to learn to learn the craft and figure out what we wanted to be when we grew up and uh, we were we were supplying um, products for that restaurant so it's kind of similar origins to how we started with the beer but uh, during that time we were making plans for what is our current home for the distillery which is uh, 325 acres wooded acres right on the edge of town 
where we're uh, in 2018 we, we built that um, that campus and we've got um, a nice Vendome uh, column column still yep making a, a continuous column making the whiskey and then we also have a pot still that we use for the rum the vodka the gin and all those other products and um, just having a lot of fun so really it was kind of uh, the, the genesis for hard truth was just have being able to uh, take advantage of getting that permit and, and being passionate craftspeople want to jump in and, and learn how to do it so that's awesome so the products that you have here what we'll talk about them uh, so the Indiana rye so am I correct in saying that you guys help push the legislation to get Indiana rye yeah we had a little bit to do with Indiana that yeah. 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 yeah yeah we worked with um, uh, legislators to um, push that idea forward and um, we really wanted to play off of the notion that just a lot of the rye in the world has its origins in indiana people have people no know it or idea not. Yeah. they think it's coming from kentucky and it's coming from lawrenceburg indiana <laughs> yeah yeah um and you know it's nothing to be ashamed of it's, no it's, any, any new no. distillery opening up you're not going to have a product right away yeah yeah it, it's really a great way to you know get income coming in right away and you know it's all in the blending of what, what you know if they're if they're sourcing it's all right. in the blend you yeah. get a good blend uh, it doesn't matter where it comes from. Yeah. And that, that's changed somewhat. There were some people that, you know, were giving MGP a bad, you know, knocking a little bit because new distilleries were buying their juice. But there's a lot of big distilleries that buy their juice. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and so the Indiana Rye, um, that act itself was something that we just thought would be a fun way f to kind of help um, promote all the great distillery growth happening in indiana right um and then the product indiana rye uh it is um uh, mgp it's a couple of their mash bills that um the story there's kind of fun um we got samples of all their rye mash bills and you know i'm i'm a pretty big rye fan and i i felt like i was going to know which ones i was going to enjoy and you know we did a lot of blind tastings and took scores and um, the the mash bills that we ended up leaning toward were ones that had um, just 51% rye, which I was gonna, oh, wow. I was gonna think, oh, it's gonna be you know some of that high rye stuff. Right. But um, I think mostly because they were unique, they're they're a little bit lesser lesser known grain bills from right. from their portfolio. So um, one of them is uh, just just 51 51 49, so 49% malt, which is a huge malt content. Right. Too. right. Yeah, that's so, huge. Um, it, it it makes it kind of to your point that blending uh, that art of blending, which which is something that you know is really fun when you learn just how much there is to that. It's a craft of its own. Um, I'm pretty proud of Indiana Rye because it's it's taking a couple of grain bills and finding a way to blend them together and create something that's a uh, just a little bit different and uh, right. pretty right. fun. So talk to me about your fl you got a couple of flavored things here. So you got yeah. coconut, you've got peanut butter whiskey. And we'll come to the maple bourbon cream in a minute because sure. it's my favorite. So talk to us. How did you come up with those flavors? Sure. So Brian Smith's our master distiller, and um, he and I work pretty closely together these days. It's um, uh, the, the the origins of cinnamon vodka is uh, it's what kept the lights on for Hard Truth Distilling Company while we were getting going, right? Right. Um, it's it is a fun story because I mentioned the pizza restaurant being where we were selling the products in the early part early days and 
um, what happened was Brian had um, done some testing, you know, some blending testing, creating some flavors, and um, we were we were sharing those around the the building, and um, he he left one weekend and came back, and the bottle was gone, and then you had all these people asking for it. Um, so you know we were kind of doing just bar bar back infusions, I guess is right. what you would say, right? Right. right. And um, so we were just getting lots of customers just enjoying it because it's a great celebratory kind of little little um, uh, celebratory shot, shot, you know, and right. um, uh, having fun doing toasts sure. with it throughout the restaurant. So um, then then the challenge was okay now now how do you get it in a bottle and produce it on a larger scale. Um, and produce it with a consistent flavor. Exactly. So um, that was the first challenge for Brian is figuring out how to do that, and I do think he, he nailed it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just really focusing on the you know, a really nice vodka base. We use uh, our, our vodka is weeded vodka, so it's a very gentle, gentle vodka. Okay. Um, and then... Focusing on the the spice, cinnamon spice, you know, like not so much like candy cinnamon flavor, but cinnamon, cinnamon. So um, those are kind of the what we were going for, and I, I, I do think he did a pretty good job. Good for <laughs> you. So you got peanut butter whiskey too. Now I like peanut butter. Yeah. So talk. How'd you how'd you decide on that flavor? Sure. So um, obviously, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a trending product over the last couple of years, and um, we we wanted to you know get get you something out get there to the get, get in the game so to speak yeah and um, but true to form with Brian he wanted to do something a little different um, and what I would like to say about our peanut butter whiskey is um, one it does have it's made with a, a two year bourbon base so it's a nice quality base um, and then it's uh, the flavor profile to me is almost like honey roasted peanuts right it, it's it's yeah, not it so much just you know butterscotchy or sugar just sugar for sugar's sake it, it's really has i almost feel like i'm chewing on some honey roasted peanuts when i when yeah, i drink it real good flavor yeah so the maple bourbon cream so yep my wife and i are big into maple because we have a maple syrup farm oh so nice we're big into maple tell us about that mark your calendars now the 2022 brookville on tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. It's coming Saturday, August 6th from 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock. It's held on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana at the Third Place Event Center. Your ticket gets you unlimited tastings and pours from over 20 vendors. That includes craft beers, wineries, and our favorite, distilleries. That's right, Brookville on tap, Beer and Bourbon Festival, Saturday, August 6th. Mark your calendars. Go online, get your tickets now. It's Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. We hope to see you there. That's right, we've got a booth there. Come on out, say hi, and we have some gifts to give away. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Teppy Liquors in Brookville, Indiana have whatever you need to cool down during the hot summer days and summer nights. Just in is the old 55 barrel picks, which include the sweet corn mash bill. Jake Ireland's off-hours barrel pick is also in. Get both of these while you still can. 
Are you looking for ready-to-drink cocktails? They've got them. They also have your mixers and accessories to go with whatever cocktail you want to make. Hard Truth out of Nashville, Indiana just stopped in and dropped off the two barrels that Batesville Liquor Co. selected. We tasted it, and it's some great stuff. Guess what? Our friends at Logsdale Distillery have finally made it to Indiana. Try the Monks Road bourbon and gin. It is now available. Did somebody say beer? Stock up on both domestic and imported beers. Now, if you're into a fine cigar, they have a walk-in humidor as well in Batesville Liquor Co. Check it out. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquor on Main Street in Brookville. Let them know that the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals, and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. You know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. Looking for a Heisen side-by-side or ATV? How about a youth model Tau-Tau quad or dirt bike? Stop by Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com for the latest inventory. We are the Tri-State's largest Heisen and Tau-Tau sales and service center with a large selection in stock all the time. Don't shop the other guys who just want you to leave a deposit and maybe you'll get a side-by-side sometime this year. We've got plenty in stock all the time. Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com. Sure. So, um, again, you know, bourbon creams are a popular thing, and we'd already had a lot of success with our um, toasted coconut rum cream, um, which is just basically taking our toasted coconut rum and blending it with fresh dairy cream. And um, so we knew we wanted to do something with the bourbon. Um, and um, to differentiate it, Brian decided to try to play with the maple flavor. Um, so as he was going through the trials there, the struggle was, okay, I want the, I, I still want it to have a bourbon flavor and not let it get totally muted by, one, the cream, but also the maple, which can be pretty assertive. So um, there was a lot of back and forth with trials there, just ca- trying to make sure that the bourbon was able to kind of um, assert itself. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, so it, it's a really fun product. It's our two-year bourbon. Um, so it, it does. That, that it, was going to be my question. That's yep. actually um, your bourbon. It is made with our bourbon, which, which is, which is fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we're taking some of our, you know, some of our, um, sacred little barrels and, uh, putting them toward that. Um, and, uh, and, uh, blended with that really great fresh dairy cream base and then yeah so uh, right now it's vermont vermont maple syrup but if we could find a indiana supplier i think we how much syrup do you need (laughs) you know uh, you've got my card i'll hook you up with brian you you, uh, let's let's talk yeah i I can tell you there are if i if i can't there are other maple syrup producers in indiana 
I would love to be your supplier yeah. for that. We would we would be interested in figuring that out. Okay, yeah, well, that'd we'll be make fun. that happen. All right, I like that. Because there's you got to have Indiana maple syrup. And I Indiana I, I completely agree. Yep, Good and, and so does Brian too. We just we just haven't gotten around to it. So right. we'll make that happen. I love it. So the next product I want to talk about first of all for our listeners and anybody here. Oh. Yeah, uh, for anybody that uh, knows bourbon connoisseurs, I guess, there's a gentleman by the name of Fred Minnick. If you know Fred Minnick, he's very straight-laced, hard-line, and wears an ascot all the time. Um, and then he has friends I have a podcast called Bourbon Pursuit. Both of them tried the sweet mash rye and were blown away by it. So talk to us about the sweet mash rye. Sure, so it's one we're really proud of and excited about um, you know when you start distilling and start laying down barrels of whiskey um, especially for a brewer who usually has your product in about a week and a half start to finish um, having to wait two or more years is pretty brutal yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, we're really excited to be able to share this with people um, so the the first thing to understand about our whiskey distillery is it's a sweet mash distillery um, what that means is it's it's not a sour mash distillery. Sour mashing was done um, uh, back in the day for a lot of reasons, mostly because um, it changes the pH and lets um, the uh, yeast have a better chance of doing its job and not um, being affected by outside uh, contamination, outside bacteria or something like that. Um, and uh, these days, mostly be with the processes that are um, possible now and um, also everything I learned as a brewer you know we've got to be a very sanitary operation to be able to make beer um, over and over again um, so essentially a sweet mesh distillery is you start fresh every time um, fresh ingredients you're not using any setback which you use in this sour mash process um, and it requires you to have a, a, a a very clean distillery your 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 tanks and your all your um, processing equipment um, and uh, the difference we think it imparts to the whiskey is um, because you're not introducing the setback you're getting really um, all of the flavor from the grain um, unmuted and it becomes a very bright vibrant um, uh, spirit it's a cleaner spirit yeah cleaner yeah. spirit yeah yeah um, that's a great way to put it um, and uh, so that's our process and that's kind of something that sets us apart there's not a lot of sweet mash distilleries out in the world yet um, we think there will be more as time goes on because it's a pretty good way to make whiskey um, but what this is it's it's a, it's our first uh, rye mash bill and, um, you know, when we started laying down the barrels, we weren't sure how long we were going to have to wait because we knew we wanted to give it the time it deserved. And um, we're fortunate with this mash bill in particular. Um, at that about two and a half year mark, we were starting to notice some really good barrels. And um, that gave us some confidence to uh, kind of look at our production and figure out at what point we would be able to start pulling barrels and right. do some small blending. So um, what's happening with this, it's a it's a 94% rye, 6% malted barley um, uh, hmm. mash bill. And um, it's, it's a blend of 30 barrels. So every batch we do, we pull out 30 barrels and um, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're between two and a half to three years essentially for the most part is their current age. Um, 
and uh, yeah, like you mentioned, we've been we've been very fortunate that it's been well received. When we were doing a lot of our sensory analysis in the early stages, um, you know, we're sitting around a table and looking at each other, going, "This is pretty good, I think." Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. But you know, you're. You, you, you don't know what the greater world's going to think, and you're right. also like, am I just saying it's yeah. good because I want it to be good? Because you want right. it to be that <laughs> way. Yeah. So th- for those that don't know who Fred Minnick is, you need to do a little research. He's tasted thousands and thousands and thousands of products, yeah. whether it's bourbons, Irish whiskeys, you name it, he's tasted it. So you get high marks from him and the folks on Bourbon Pursuit. Yeah. It's just pretty phenomenal. It's been really, really great. We're not taking that for granted. It's a blessing, um, but it's a testament to... To Brian and Chris Moore, um, our, our barrel manager, and um, you know, I, uh, they just bring me in to have fun and taste it with them and get my opinion. But they're the guys making it happen. So, how many barrels do you have in your rickhouse right now? Sure. So, our current rickhouse rickhouse is um, is about uh, four four thousand barrels, and it's about full. So, um, we're 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 uh, by the end of the summer we're getting closer and closer to full, but thankfully we're we're pulling, pulling some barrels some. out, um, so making some room. But we are building another one. Um, we're gonna do. Uh, uh, initially, we weren't sure if we were gonna build a big old traditional uh, rickhouse right. or not. Ours is palletized, uh, single yeah. story, yeah. Um, and um, we weren't sure what what we would do next. But with the reception of this. Uh, we didn't want to mess up. Yeah, we didn't want to change what we were doing. Oh, yeah. So, so we're going to basically. Um, it's going to be just a little bit wider, a lot longer, um, and I think closer to ten thousand barrels, if I'm not mistaken, for capacity. So one of the, one of the uh, I think good things about being in Indiana, the temperature changes a little more here than it yeah, is in Kentucky. It does. Uh, we get a lot colder temperatures up here, and so you're getting more in out, in and out. So palletizing it obviously is working yeah you know it, it when we take a lot of temperature readings you know we're doing temperature and humidity readings and um what's interesting is even though it's a pretty tall building um the temperature between the the floor and the ceiling even in the most drastic times a year isn't that it's not as much as you would think so so there's a lot of pretty even aging happening so we're really not having to do a lot of uh, barrel rotating, shifting rotating yeah. um and it's uh you know we just kind of we, we we have we crack open the windows get the airflow and um uh let the seasons in time do its work exactly good deal so the bourbon community is really uh, at least what i consider artisan and craft distillers it's a small group of people yeah so i happened to uh talk to somebody a couple of weeks ago the um by a gentleman by the name of Stephen Fonte. yeah and he says he loves you guys so yeah. we're friends with Stephen. Uh, awesome. he actually came up and did a tasting for us uh, of their product, yeah, uh, Yellowstone Limestone Branch stuff, to Brookville, Indiana, uh, a couple That's months awesome. ago. So uh, he's a fan. He's a great least. guy. Yeah, um, he and he and Brian are pretty close, and you know, I've I can't say I know him terribly well, but I've met yeah. him when he's when he's All visited, right. and uh, he is a good guy. He yeah, a good he's guy. a considered the. Uh, best bourbon salesman in the world in the world well. yeah. exactly <laughs> he's he an ambassador he's of everything bourbon i'd say yeah, that in <laughs> fact fred minnick named him the number one bourbon ambassador yep, so i believe that yep. he's uh quite the character likes his cigars and yeah likes drinking bourbon yep, yep. absolutely Good nothing time. wrong with that that's awesome so what else do you want to tell us about hard truth what else do we need to know what's coming up you got anything new coming yeah we um you know we we do we we have um 
uh, um, some different mash bills, grain bills um, uh, coming out for our rye um, that'll be uh, kind of lim more limited releases. Yes. Um, one we're kind of uh, referring to as the Origin Series, and it's got a fun story. Um, when we were first um, working on our distillery, we we were um, working, you know, we, we were kind of partnering with a distillery that had a similar w um, system that we were putting in to kind of learn how to use it. And um, Brian and uh, the crew went down there and did some batches. So they were our, re you know, our recipes right. um, just done down there so they could learn how to use the oh that's cool use the system cool. um and um these barrels are obviously our oldest our oldest barrels of whiskey right. and um drastically different from what you'll find in in that bottle right um so we will be doing some single barrel releases of that it'll be pretty pretty limited um and that'll be coming out uh, relatively soon uh, i believe and then um brian also did a couple um, variations on the rye with caramel malt and chocolate malt, so some brewer's oh. grain, um, which nice. uh, are definitely pretty interesting. I you know, um, very, very unique. Um, hmm. The the essence of those grains, you know, I was kind of talking about how I feel like the sweet mash really preserves that. Right. Um, as a brewer, I'm really intimately uh, familiar with caramel malt and chocolate malt. I know. Right. What, what that tastes and that right. essence of that grain lives in that whiskey which is pretty fun um so those will be those will be fun coming out um so um uh, within you know i couldn't tell you when but we should have you know some um other 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 rye and some bourbon um coming out within within a year or so i would hope um we're, the bourbon, we definitely want to give it the time it needs, um, but we're getting some positive um, tasting notes while when we when we evaluate awesome. some barrels. So. You know what people don't understand is they'll search and search for a, a bottle of Pappies because yeah. they think that's a unicorn, but you're actually producing unicorns with every barrel. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I, I we've said this anytime you get a chance to buy. A, a bottle that came from a barrel pick that came from one batch one barrel that's it it's a unique um, and I, I think more and more people are finally understanding that concept yeah so, of course you guys pick two barrels that, that's why we do barrel picks exactly it's our way to get good product to people and that's I, why you need to buy two bottles when you buy a barrel pick one that right. you can drink right away and one you can sit back because it'll be gone forever once it's gone right yes exactly well i buy Four. two bottles so i can take one home to drink and then i'm going to have one for you to sign How's there that? you go that's how that works <laughs> that'll work <laughs> anything else you want to tell us about hard truth yeah sure um you know the, the the distillery itself really is a destination um i'm sure pretty much everybody <laughs> is uh, pretty familiar with brown county indiana yeah. but um it's a tourist uh community we've got a lot of state parks and um uh throughout our county and um a lot of shops and um, fun restaurants and things um in Nashville and Brown County and our distillery is a destination in and of itself um, I mentioned it, the 325 acres um, where we have um, tours uh, we, we've got uh, your standard distillery tours where you get to see how we what where we make um, all our products 
and we have uh, ATV tours that'll take people through some of the trails and um, uh, learn about the kind of the history of what we do and also the the place we do it in because I think that's an important part of the story. Sure. Um, we do some mixology classes, which are really popular. Uh, our, our our mixologists that uh, run our bars will. Um, get in front of uh, groups of people and show them how to make a, uh, some cocktails and um, take some of those skills home with them. So um, just lots of things that are happening. We, we have a, an outdoor terrace that's a very, uh, I think it accommodate like uh, 1,200 or more people um, where we'll do uh, music and different events. And um, so there's indoor dining in the restaurant on site. There's also great outdoor dining in right. the terrace and um, just lots of stuff to do and see. So outside of just the liquid, which we're really um, excited and I'm proud of, um, I think uh, anytime someone can get down and visit the distillery, so they'll, they'll have a lot of fun. Destination. I know that. I, I've so. been there several times and I highly recommend it. Thank you. Well, and as the, as, as the original brewer, we've got the Quaffon beer there too. Right. So if, you don't, you if you're not into a, a, a whiskey or a cocktail, you can grab a good beer for sure. There you go. Well, we won't tell all our listeners, you know, at least our local listeners and even our non-local listeners. Uh-huh. Check out. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Brown yeah. County, Indiana. Yes. So it's Nashville, Indiana is the big city there. Not to be confused with Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Although they... Do they have a little Opry backup and run in there? Um, well, we have uh, what we what we're calling the Brown County Music Center. So it's actually a interesting. It's community owned, uh, a county owned, I think, uh, theater where they're getting all the great acts that used to be at the little Ash, yeah. little okay. Nashville Opry, yeah, getting them back. And um, yeah, we're there's all kinds of fun stuff happening in Brown County. So awesome. it's a great time to visit. Awesome. We'll put a link on our podcast page for the distillery, the brewery. And for Brown County. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Can check it out. Yep. Good deal. Well, for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with My Gardener and our special guest, Tim O'Brien. It's time to have some cocktails. Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio every single hour? The same tune? Well, it's time for something different. Check out Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today podcast and so much more hometown radio usa you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the app store or on google play hometown radio usa reimagining radio and coming to you in your hometown are you looking for a fun event for a fundraiser private party or bar and restaurant social then head on over to letsdoatasting.com. Certified bourbon stewards from the Staven Thief Society help lead whiskey and bourbon tastings for your event. Your guests will learn the proper tasting techniques and how to identify flavors in the bourbon. They'll hear about the history of the bourbon and the distilleries that the tastings are coming from. It's a fun and interactive tasting event. You can find them at letsdoatasting.com or on Facebook at Let's Do a Tasting. Get a group together and let's do a tasting. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG free and most flavors are gluten free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try 
and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket, not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon, our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite though is our old fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio, at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky, what jerky should be. What a great time we had sitting down with Tim O'Brien. Uh, the owner of Hard Truth out of Nashville, Indiana, and also Quaffon Brewery out of Nashville. You get a chance, go check them out. It's in Brown County, Indiana. And as you heard, they've got some great, great distilled products. They're also going to be at Brookville on Tap, which is turned into Brookville on Tap and Bourbon Festival. You heard the advertisement early on in the podcast. It's August 6th in Brookville, Indiana, uh, go to brookvilleontap.com to get all the details. We'll be there podcasting as well, and Hard Truth will be there. So you get to see them as well, taste their products, taste what we've just been talking about. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and Alan Stanger. Remember, you like us, leave us a five-star rating and positive comment on whatever podcast app you're using. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthelline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter. And cross the line, 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.